I don't know if it's just me, but dogs, you know, their bark sometimes sounds a bit painful, like they can't be enjoying it. It can't be that way, obviously, because that would be a terrible design of a dog. But, you know, when a dog just sounds really scratchy and you're like, oh, you don't want to be doing that all day. That's what Portuguese dogs sound like to me. I mean, that's what dogs sound like to me. Sounds like they shouldn't bark. But maybe that's because I grew up in a culture where barking was discouraged in the dog world. Whereas the Iberian Peninsula and uh, the entirety of Latin America and actually pretty much every developing country in the world, dogs never shut the fuck up. Apart from anything else, this is not an official podcast, all right? So my name's Vinny. I'm on a quest to get to 100 countries. I've been to 93 countries. This must be 94 then. No, it doesn't count. It doesn't even count. It's just an island that's nowhere near Portugal that happens to be owned by Portugal. A bit like the Canaries in Spain. But they don't have their own autonomous governments, these places, do they? So they're basically part of Portugal. They use the euro, they have Portuguese laws, they've got Portuguese flags. It's Portugal. It just isn't really that close to Portugal. Uh, Which is good because it's really hot and it's sunny and it's beautiful and it's January. So I shouldn't complain. But what I am complaining about is that this place doesn't have its own government. Because if it did, then it meant I could tick it off. And that would mean that I'm on country 94. But this doesn't count. So this is country 93, exactly the same as the podcast before this, which came from where? Where was the one before this? Belize. So Belize was 93, and I'm still on 93, even though I'm here. Not to be confused with, welcome to Madeira, country 93 in Belize. That's not right. Jesus, I'm making this way more complicated. Let's just say this. The last guy I went, you've probably already got it i just like mansplaining um what i'm saying is that madeira uh, doesn't count and so henceforth i'm on, on the same number as i was in the last place that i was in which was belize 93 you've definitely got it now i've already done one from the azores and i've already done one from portugal so you know this is just a bonus pod and i'm not going to be talking about portugal because i've already banged on about it enough bloody lovely country um cheap as you like groovy people Everything's good about Portugal. You should come. Uh, if it's January or February, then why not come to Madeira? The Canaries are only about an hour flight further south. Not, although, having said that, I'm not sure if you can fly from Madeira to the Canaries without having to go back to the Iberian Peninsula, Spain, Portugal first. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Don't get yourself too hung up on it. You're never going to go to Madeira then the Canaries, are you? That would be mental. You're either going to go to Madeira or probably just one of the Canaries. So what can I tell you? Madeira. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through 10 facts I found. Now, first of all, I want you to know that nearly all of them are wrong, but that's why I'm going to do it, because we can pick holes in it as we go. This came from a cruise line. Now, I never cruise anywhere, not even the occasional gentleman's toilet. But I did like this, so it's from Ambassador Cruise Lines, and it's 10 facts you didn't know about Madeira. And I'll just read them out, and we'll go through them, and along the way, you can learn where I am. Um, But let's give you a quick picture, before I do that, of what I'm looking at. So, 
I've got my sunnies on. Uh, I am leaning on my crash helmet, uh, sat on some stairs, huddled uh, next to a wall. And I, oh, the reason I'm next to a wall, I just want to be out of the wind, really. It's quite windy, as you would expect from uh, a very small island stuck in the eastern Atlantic. Nearest landmass, Morocco. Uh, or ne- nearest really big landmass, Africa. <laughs> there you go. And uh, as I look out, it looks like someone's God himself has picked up loads of little white houses and thrown them on a mountainside. And they've spread out quite nicely as they've rolled down the hill. And some have settled themselves quite beautifully perched on the end of cliffs, looking lovely in their grandeur, reflecting the sunlight back out into the world. The dogs are quiet. The reason there's dogs is I'm between two of those lovely houses and both have dogs running around in their backyard. But they can't see me, and I think they got bored. So I think we're all right now. There's a sea of green, and where there isn't grass, there's palm trees. And where there isn't palm trees, way higher, as you look way, way up into the mountainous area of this island, you'll notice pine trees. Like the Canaries, and like lots of little islands in the middle of nowhere, it's essentially a micro-climate, microcosm of... A broader and bigger place you know the higher you get the more pine trees you get when you get to the north of the island it tends to always be raining particularly at this time of year found that out yesterday three hours on a motorbike drenched in the pissing rain oh isn't it lovely to be on your holidays um, but here on the southern portion of the island the sun is absolutely glorious and that's why I'm staying here today because I don't want to get wet again yesterday I got so wet that my nutsack got wet um, there was a little puddle nestled around my gentleman's privates um, of rain that slowly nestled its way back. And you know that feeling, gentlemen, when you walk into the sea and your um, gentleman's area retracts? That's what happened whilst riding a motorbike. So the one time in your life you'd think, oh, it's going to feel really big and heavy and because I'm a real man, grr, with a beard and grr, on a motorbike. But actually it retracted in a position that can only be described as small boy. Um, so that was... Uh, <laughs> I don't think we need to elaborate on this anymore. Let's just say I, all of me, got very wet on a motorbike yesterday. So yeah, I'm looking out over green and beautiful white dotted houses, some vines. They make wine here, the famous Madeira wine, very sweet. And then, of course, as I look out, I can see nothing but a vast array of endless blue. And as you look far, far out across the horizon, you see the sun making patterns on the seascape, um, projecting around the very occasional cloud and lots of dappling light shimmering off the ocean surface. It is beautiful. It really is. And I wonder if the local residents all 250,000 of these islands of Madeira appreciate the majesty that they have before them. I don't know. I thought it might be a little like the Azores, more forgotten, poorer. But that's not true at all. No, this this place is very developed and the roads are absolutely incredible. If you're a motorbiker, I very much recommend coming here. You can get around the island in a few days you know enjoying yourself and stopping for coffees and meals as you go and um, the roads are amazing you can take the windy windy slow ones or you can take the express tunnels that they've just dug through rock there are loads 
of tunnels and proper highways. So you can zoom around the island in no time, or, of course, if you're on a motorbike, far more fun, take the slow, windy, mountainous roads. Lots of hairpins, endless winding from the sea villages full of fishermen and taverners and happy people drinking mini cups of coffee inland to all the plantations and agriculture and through it you'll go through all of those thousands upon thousands of tiny little white houses oh yeah it's really beautiful so let's get to it you've got the idea that was mildly poetic okay 10 facts let's go through them the first fact is according to ambassador cruise line i don't know the ambassador cruise line i don't know many cruise lines let me know where they're from and let me know if you've ever had an ambassador cruise ambassador cruises waterway to have a good time sorry first one is uh madeira is home to cristianado oh that was weird large piece of paper just came barreling down the stairs that i'm sitting on and hit me in the face almost as if to say don't do the facts the first fact is it's home to Cristiano Ronaldo Ronaldo of course is the Portuguese football player that is stupendously good looking and almost stupendously good at football he's got the double whammy but the first fact it is home to Cristiano Ronaldo is of course bullshit his family's from here and I'm sure his mum's still here and I'm sure he's got a place here, but he doesn't live here. Uh, the second fact from Ambassador Cruise Lines, there's 10 of them. This is number two. Madeira isn't actually an island. Uh, Madeira is often thought of as an island, and although the main largest island is the one visited by travellers with the largest population, it's actually an archipelago of four islands. So just to remind you that the biggest island, the one that everyone visits, is called Madeira, and the entire archipelago is also called Madeira. Madeira is this island and is also the archipelago. Uh, the whole bunch of islands. Okay, the cable cars lead nowhere is fact three. Yep, here in Madeira there's some cable cars, they lead nowhere. That's not entirely true. Everywhere is somewhere. It's not just like a vacuous void. You don't just get off in a white space. But to a degree, they've got a point. When you do visit here in Madeira, I haven't been on them yet, but there's an iconic cable car or two. And uh, they seem to go nowhere. But actually they do, of course. They go up to uh, access the flat fields uh, that grow produce. So cable cars lead to nowhere. Only that's not true. They lead to agricultural fields. What have we got so far? I mean, I don't want to take the piss, but it's just wrong on every count. It's home to Cristiano Ronaldo. It's not. Madeira isn't actually an island. It is. The cable cars lead nowhere. They do go somewhere. Sunrise and sunset is a celebration. Due to the amazing weather in Madeira, you can almost guarantee a spectacular sunrise or a sunset. This is something that the locals take with great pride in celebrating, says the article. The stunning landscape, red, orange, pink hues, don't describe a sunset. We've all seen one. Um, are really nice and good for photographic opportunities. Some of the best places to view the sunrise or sunset in Madeira are on the south coast. Of course they are. That's where the sun tends to shine a bit more. Well, um, I've looked into it. The sunrise and sunset is a celebration is not entirely true. No more so, as far as I can see, than Tenerife, Gran Canaria, the Azores, or even anywhere in the Balearics. I mean, it's not like all the locals come outside and bang pots and pans when the sun goes down, like we all did for the NHS workers. 
Madeira is closer to Africa than Europe. Well, obviously, so are the Canaries. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's not wrong, but cheers. Madeira Day is celebrated every year on a date. And I won't tell you the date yet. I want you to imagine it. When might it be? Nope, not quite. Yay! Well done for one in 365 of you that got it. It's uh, July the 1st, which is, is uh, having lived in Canada, is also Canada Day. So Madeira Day is celebrated on July the 1st, the same as Canada Day. Uh, there are several microclimates. Yeah, well, all these islands are the same. Basically, they're really tall. The clouds can't necessarily get across them, which means they quite often get trapped and they rain. Uh, on the side that they get trapped on. The side that they get trapped on tends to be the northern side. And uh, Tenerife, for example, is the highest mountain in Spain. That's not that far from here. All of these volcanic islands are crazy high because they're old, dead volcanoes. So they tend to have their own weather systems. If you want sunshine, go to the south coast. Hey, guess what? That's also where everyone lives as a result. Uh, it hosted the largest New Year's fireworks display ever. Uh, apparently they have a massive fireworks show, but it doesn't disclaim what largest means. Obviously it can't possibly mean most expensive, because Madeira wouldn't be able to outdo Sydney, for example. So I think we can call bullshit on that. I'm sure they have a fantastic New Year's Eve dis fireworks display, but it's probably not the biggest in the world. So this article is wrong again. And it produces some of the best wine in the world. Not really, it doesn't. It produces quite a good sweet wine if you're into sweet wine and they do export it all over the world. And a lot of people have heard of Madeira wine. Not entirely my bag, um, so therefore I'm gonna disagree with that. It produces some of the best wine in the world, my asshole. I think that actually Portugal mainland does a far better job. And so of course does Italy and so of course does Spain and so of course does France and so on, so on, so on. But um, fine, I will give you one thing it does make some mighty fine, fortified, sweet wine. If you're into that, often served as an aperitif or a dessert wine, then absolutely lovely stuff. And finally, is it finally? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, finally, there are secret tunnels. Uh, there are 25 miles of secret tunnels built into the cliffs and mountains. This one's true, and actually this one's really cool. They have built some really, uh, I would describe them as high tech, concrete walled streams yeah and sometimes those concrete walled streams those aquifers those aqueducts go underground and uh, people have built some absolutely fantastic tunnels to deliver that water to various parts of the island which means the whole place is absolutely teeming with green even the south side where it doesn't rain as much so let's run through those facts uh, it's home to Cristiano Ronaldo it's not Madeira isn't actually an island it is. The cable cars lead to nowhere. They don't. The sunrise and sunset is a celebration. No more so than anywhere else that's an island. Madeira is closer to Africa than Europe. whoopity do. Look at an atlas. Madeira Day is celebrated every year on July the 1st. I didn't know that. Thank you very much. There are six different climate zones. Uh, I won't go through all of them, but basically it's a microclimate of greater Europe, although it doesn't snow here, obviously. Uh, it hosted the largest New Year's fireworks display ever and often does. No, it doesn't. Makes some of the best wine in the world. Not really, unless you like really sweet wine. And who really likes that that often? You know what I mean? Aperitif, sure. God, uncultured. And finally, there are secret tunnels. Yeah. Hopefully, 
uh, Ambassador Cruise Line will, will put up online a letter of apology. Now, I pointed out that nearly everything they said about Madeira is bullshit. But, actually, I quite like them because it was a good way of exploring what is true about this and the other islands of Madeira. So, I am in the island, on the island. When does on become in, by the way? Always wondered that, right? So, I'm on the island of Madeira because it's small. I'm in the United Kingdom, right? You ever thought about that? You're in Australia, you're not on it. But when they're really small, you're on it. On it. Carb on it. Right, forgive the noise. It's going to get a little bit noisy now because I'm going to get back into the wind. And then I'm getting on my bike. Oh, and I can almost guarantee that I'm going to set the dogs off. Oh my God, they've actually shut up. I can see one. He's not even barking at me. You're not going to bark at me? Did you just get bored of me? Oh God, you're tied to a tree. No wonder you're barking, you poor bastard. Can you stop fucking tying your dogs to trees? How would you like to be tied to a tree all day? I have a good mind to go and let him go. He annoyed me earlier, now I feel nothing but sympathy for him because I can see he's tied to a tree. Anyway, I'm getting the bike going. I'm gonna put this helmet on and my gloves. And I'm gonna take a little cruise around the island. Apologies for the wind at the end there. Let's get this going. Quick nerdy bike point. If you are going to rent a bike, uh, I've got a BMW 310, which is quite nice. It's a GT 310, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, you definitely need more than a 300. And I've only just done it with a 310, because the hills are mental, and um, well, basically, it's just not going to get up them with any fun at all, unless you've got over a 300cc engine. So if you, if you can, get a 750 or... If you're a big fella, I'm not, then maybe a thousand. But yeah, this BMW is cool. I'm enjoying myself here in sunny Madeira. Oh, he's off. There we go. I did wonder when you were going to go. Yeah. All right, mate. Look, I feel for you, man. first you might think that I'm recording this from a toilet but that is not my policy with podcasting just friends just friends and even then I don't tend to venture into the difficult realms of number twos <laughs> oh god in fact I couldn't be further from a toilet actually I definitely could be further from a toilet I mean there must be places in the Antarctica that are literally the furthest you could be from a toilet Oh, actually, I say that, the scientific stations they have down there, they've got toilets, haven't they? It's an interesting fact about Antarctica. Do you know that you have to bring everything back that you uh, that you deliver, including your poo? Yep, you can't leave anything in Antarctica. There are people that have, including explorers. I believe um, Shackleton left some whiskey there. It went up for auction the other day because they found it. Shackleton's whiskey. I'm not in a toilet. I am next to running water though. I'm on a hike at the very top of Madeira really. I'm looking out over some scrubby bushes. All I can see in the distance is more scrubby bushes because we're above the tree line. It is obscene. 
how far you can climb, how quickly on a motorbike, and indeed how scared you can be while you're doing it. I was on a motorbike, I decided to come up to the top, I took a very wiggly road full of hairpin bends, and then there was this bit where it just was a straight shot up a hill. And being from Brighton, I'm like, well, that hill will probably be over soon. Probably going to be a bigger than a Brighton hill. Or a Yorkshire hill. This is going to be quite a big hill. But pretty soon, this straight shot road, this straight road, where I'm in second gear, I'm thinking about changing down to first gear. This road is going to stop. And it just didn't. And it carried on, and it started getting colder and colder and colder, and smelling more of pine. And it's amazing, because you look back when I got to the top of how far I'd come and I was significantly above the clouds like if you asked me how long would it take to motorbike above the clouds I'd say, I don't know, hours uh, it, actually the answer is about 15 minutes it was petrifyingly scary because you can't stop once you commit to the hill it's not like a car you just got to keep going and going and going and going so I was knackered afterwards which I don't even know how that works I'm just going to stop talking because there's some people coming past me I'll keep walking towards what appears to be a waterfall. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, epic. So even though I'm above the tree line and above the clouds, I'm next to a very fast-flowing waterfall. So where's all this water coming from? I hear at least one geologist ask... Where's it coming from, Vinny? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I'm sorry to hear about your throat infection. Um, I am I'm told that it all comes from some springs. But what's really unique about Madeira is that this waterfall and, indeed, the channel that I've been following for ages is all dug by hand and concreted in. And there's hundreds of kilometres of hand-dug streams called levadas all over Madeira. It ensures that Madeira is the place where you can grow anything you want, from vines to palms. There's a lot to be said about the historical fortune of this island due to some clever engineering and these levadas. It has been agriculturally rich long before tourists like me started, <coughs> started arriving. Hang on, I've just swallowed a mozzie. <coughs> oh, <yeah. coughs> What's he doing up here? I slightly lied to you yesterday when I was taking the piss out of that top ten list of things. I have to mention that now, looking back at it, one of them was true. There are secret tunnels all over Madeira and they were built for the people that were building these levadas, right? So if you're having to pour concrete up a mountain you've got to get to that mountain and sometimes the easiest way to do it is to cut through that mountain so there's some hidden ish walkways tunnels what does all this mean well it means it's just one of the best places for hiking you could possibly imagine once you've done your hike you can head down to the beach and have a cocktail so it's a really cool place Madeira I've really grown on me a lot and I'm not a massive hiker but wandering along next to this Levada is so appealing to people like me that aren't massively into hiking because the beauty is you cannot get lost. It's just a hand-dug channel of water that's been concreted in that occasionally a little, there's a little gate that delivers water down to an agricultural field. But most of the time, 
you just keep going back to where you came from. Just randomly pick one of the Levadas and I haven't seen any tourists. Really good. It does make me think that the best way you can enjoy it is to be an insect on a leaf. If I come back as a grasshopper, an adrenaline-loving grasshopper, this is the place for me. Get myself up to the top, which might be a bit of a challenge as a grasshopper. So actually, I might not come back as a grasshopper. I might come back as an ambitious wasp. Right? Get yourself to the top. Easy now. Right? Then, build yourself a little sort of lily pad number. Turn the edges up. And you're going to have the best time ever. A lot of it is going to be adrenaline as you tackle the man-made waterfalls. Like the one I just walked past. Or... And as you can hear from the channel now, things are chilling out a little bit. You could just bob along, smoking a wasp reefer. Do wasps smoke weed? Actually, thinking about it, I know that bees are massively into smoking, because that's the way you control them, isn't it? If you want to relax a bee, the best way to do it, to make sure you're not stung and they don't go absolutely apoplectic, blow some smoke at them. I'd like to come back as a wasp on the island of Madeira and I'd like to make great use of the hand dug channels of water for my own recreation whilst smoking a wasp doobie. Walking is very good to increase the amount of inconceivable bullshit that I can come out with. In conclusion, let's move that last bit aside because apart from anything else it was just fucking weird. Madeira, extremely beautiful amazing place to motorbike really quite special yesterday i took two and a half hours to travel through a load of old country roads and then today i didn't want to do that all again so i went on the expressway to where i was yesterday all right so yesterday two and a half hours today took the expressway just to get to that point 20 minutes because you basically go barreling through a mountain in a tunnel so then, from that point, I went back on the mountain roads and did the windy-windy thing until I found the world's most scary straight line up a mountain, and that brought me here. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's listening to this in Madeira years later, thinking, that's all very well, but where the fuck do I find these roads? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Somewhere in the southeast corner. Look at the windy-windy bits up there. Now, look up a bit, north a bit, the Levadas. Where they all kick off and all the tourists go, I'm there. I think that's really nailed it. Anyway, hiking's brilliant. You don't need all the right gear. Hikers are weird, aren't they? Like, every now and then I walk past someone and they've got the Gore-Tex and the poles. A child of three could do this. There's absolutely no need for all that gear. I'm wearing a motorbike jacket, a pair of jeans, a T-shirt, and the old trusty Timberlands. Side note on the Timberlands, by the way. They are the boot of choice for the light traveller. You can wear them on a bike, you can wear them on a hike, you can wear them at the beach. You will look like an absolute fucktard, um, but you can wear them on the beach. My policy is I'm never going to see these people again. <laughs> So, it's chucking it down with rain, as you can probably tell, and uh, this isn't going very well at all. I've only got one pair of jeans. I'm wearing them. I've got to get on a flight later, fairly soon, in fact, and it's looking increasingly like 
I'm going to be the guy on the plane with the very wet pantaloons. Ugh. I'm going to try to describe where I am. It is quite comical, I'll say that, although I'm not laughing at the moment. But I'm sure I'll look back at this and find this highly amusing. I'm in someone's front yard on a road that weaves through a banana plantation. And I, I started hammering down with rain, so I had to get off the bike. The keys are still in the bike, by the way. And I've just realised the lights are on. So if anyone wants to steal it, they can. But I'm not going back towards it. It's only about 20 feet away, but it's staying where it is, getting very wet. I am in someone's front yard, and this person has got a lot of large sheets of foam. Yeah, dirty, minging, rank foam. And that foam is just sort of strewn about over a load of crates and I, I haven't actually looked what's in the crates but I assume I assume bananas being that made a banana plantation so imagine a man wearing a very bright orange jacket and a motorcycle helmet perched on top of his head and then on top of that helmet is a large very large piece of probably six foot by four foot foam now, the thing with foam is it does keep the rain off, but it is foam. It does tend to absorb. So I have the weight of probably about five bags of sugar in the way of a very wet piece of large foam. Also, the foam is very dirty. I also think it might be fiberglass, which gets in your lungs. And given all of these factors, I would say that things aren't going particularly well. It was only 10 minutes ago and I was winding through the hairpin bends of a mountainside thinking how life was so fucking fantastic and now it's very very much not like that I can't get on the bike in this oh that's going down my back oh I mean at this point honestly if I spoke Portuguese I'd just knock on this guy's house and I'd say alright mate can I come in it's a bit weird just doing it when you don't speak the language oh I've got a mild hangover too, because last night I had a couple of ponchas. Not to be confused with a poncho. Poncho, device in Mexico that you wear essentially a big carpet, isn't it? You pop your head through. That's a poncho. A poncha, with an A, here in Madeira, is the local drink. The speciality of Madeira it is sugarcane water, rum, lemon juice, honey, and occasionally... Um, some fizzy white wine so it's quite a cocktail and um, it's bloody lovely really really nice served on ice it's gonna cost you 350 which at first I thought was quite expensive because the other day I had a 50 cent glass of wine so I was like oh 350 is expensive and then I realized that actually it is essentially a cocktail and I'm paying three euro fifty and you know if I was drinking a Manhattan in Manhattan it would probably be about $18. So, really, I've done quite well here. So, there. So, I had a couple of them last night. I guess I'll just carry on with this podcast. To be honest with you, I had no idea I was going to do this. Um, and if you could see me now, you'd think, this man clearly has some sort of chemical imbalance in his brain. Um, I'm staying in a place called Ponta del Sol, or Point of the Sun, Ponta do Sol. And... Um, took a big ride across the island yesterday and I wrote a load of notes to tell you about but I can't get them out of my pocket because my left hand is holding a microphone and my right hand is propping up a large piece of foam above my head which is now heavier than ever and seemed to have absorbed all of the water 
on the island of Madeira. I have to say that the southern area, I remember one place called Caleta, with an H, Caleta, had a little manufactured beach. I looked it up on Google. I thought it'd be nice to pop down a sandy beach. There's a few sandy beaches here on the island of Madeira. They're all, it's all the sand is imported from the Sahara. You don't tend to find natural sandy beaches. So they've, they've done a few fakies and they're pretty good. Although I wouldn't hang out in Caleta, Caleta, because basically it's a big marina and uh, all the restaurants have a view of a massive concrete wall. Oh, it's going down my back. Hang on a sec, I'm going to have to do a bit of reorganisation here. Hello there, this is Vinny a little bit later on, well, about a week and a half later actually, from London, and uh, yeah, sorry about the rude interruption, but basically, that equipment all went very wrong. As you may have detected there, I was stuck on a motorbike, well, near my motorbike, in a banana plantation with a large foam mattress thing covering me. Well, that filled up with water, and then it started leaking down my back. And then uh, I realised that it was never going to stop raining. And then I thought, right, well, I'm already wet through anyway, like swimming pool wet. So I walked over to my motorbike and it was at that point that all my equipment went wrong. Uh, my phone died. And uh, yeah, I later on had to spend €140 Euros fixing it all. So that didn't go very well. Such is the price of fantastic broadcasting. It was quite good fun, actually. Uh, well, what are you going to do? I do find myself in these silly situations, and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. If you're a millionaire, however, and you want to make a donation, you can go to vinnywhite.co.uk and uh, chuck me 140 euros to make sure these podcasts keep happening. Don't worry, they're going to keep happening anyway. But uh, if you want to, I don't know, alleviate that terrible wealth that you have, then I'll gladly accept your wonga. So let's wrap up what I was going to say and let's do it a little bit more concisely than I would have done uh, at the side of the road in a bit of a flap. Um, I, I suppose really when it comes to Madeira, I'm not there now and I miss it. London's a bit grey by comparison. But uh, Madeira is a great place to go. I'm not sure I realised how special it was until I went out in London yesterday and bought a coffee and someone wanted £3.50 even though it was in a styrofoam cup and it was shit. But, you know, I'll get over it. No, I won't! Maybe that's my first tip is uh, buy all the coffee you can, put it in a flask and bring it home because it's still cheaper than your home country. And if you live in Norway, don't ever go back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here's my advice for you, my friends. If you are going to go to Madeira, don't spend all your time in the capital, Fonchal. It's a little bit overdeveloped. It's perfectly fine, but you can do a lot better than that. Do rent a car or a motorbike and do visit Ponta do Sol. That's on the south coast. That will give you a good place for seafood and a view. Uh, just down the road a little bit, Madeleine du Mar for seafood and a view as well. Nice little village there. Coletta, that was the previously mentioned one with the sandy beach. Uh, that's worth a visit, particularly if you've got kids. I would probably skip the restaurants unless you're into a view of concrete walls. And if you want to go up to those Levadas, and you really should, even if you're not a hiker, just for the views, go up to the Levadas uh, to use that mad, fairly straight road that takes you from the coast up to the Levadas. That's the one that went from the sea level to above the clouds in less than 15 minutes. Really was bonkers. Um, I would type in Rocheo's Bar, R-O-C-H-A, 
O-S, Risheo's Bar, and that's about halfway up. So if you want that road straight up, absolutely mental road, then uh, why not stop and calm your nerves at Risheo's Bar halfway through. If you do get a motorbike, and it's a really good place to do that, I would say the best ride that I did was Pontat du Pargo to Porto Moniz, or to put it a far easier way, the most westerly point to Porto Moniz, which is the most northerly point. That road, see it all squiggly wiggly? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Winding roads, no traffic, epic cliff views and pine forest. Bring layers. Might be warm on the beach, but it won't be up there. When you get to Porto Moniz, enjoy the natural swimming pools and more epic views as you drive down into that coastal town and enjoy yourself. Also, it probably will be raining at times, but do check out some of the sparse rural villages on the north coast. Not very visited, so you'll feel like a bit more of a trekker and a traveller. It's not Tajikistan. You're not going to see, like, wandering villagers on camels nomadically plotting along to find their next resting place but it definitely is a bit more true Madeira you might see a donkey my name's Vinny and I'm on a quest to get to 100 countries this podcast didn't count of course because Madeira isn't a country and I've already been to Portugal the owning country of Madeira but uh, maybe the next one will count I don't know where I'm going next Uh, I've got to do that thing where I earn some money all terribly dull isn't it Ugh, work have you seen it and the anxiety that it brings I think I speak for us all when I say we should all be zipping around on motorbikes in the sun stopping occasionally for a nice fish supper Um, actually quick note on that by the way if you are going to have a fish supper There's a fish, I've never had it before, and I don't know if it's native to the Atlantic waters around the Canaries and and, um, Madeira. I don't know. I don't know much about fishing. But I do know it's called the scabbard fish, right? The scabbard fish. And uh, it was on the menu in a restaurant, so I googled scabbard fish and looked at its picture. Fish are not known for being hot. I mean, I've never looked at a trout and gone, cool, what a face. But uh, as fish go in the fish scale, pardon the pun, of looks, I would say scabbard fish are very much at the bottom. Uh, They're called scabbard fish. A scabbard is a thing that covers a sword, yeah? And uh, I guess when the original explorers went down there, they were like, oh, that fish looks a bit like the thing that's covering my sword. In other words, ridiculously long. Also has a big opening at the front. That's its mouth. And uh, looks about as attractive as a car crash. So do have a look at a scabbard fish. And then I was like, well, I'm going to buy it anyway. Fried scabbard fish. Just because nothing could ever taste as bad as it looked. And uh, I realised that it does it does do it a favour, chopping it up and cooking it. But um, still uh, has a slight ugly taste to it. Swerve the scabbard fish. Now... If you want some good advice on what to eat, why not try, instead of scabbard fish, cuttlefish, which will be on the menu anywhere in Portugal and Madeira as choco frito. How is that not fried chocolate? Choco is cuttlefish frito. So choco frito, yes. Scabbard frito, no. Sounds all too scary? Buy a can of tuna. My name's Vinnie White. It's been a joy to give you this podcast from Dira. If you've got any questions, get in contact with me directly through V-I-N-N-E-Y, white, 
whitewhite.co.uk vinnywhite.co.uk not sure where i'll be next but i imagine much like a lazy morning erection i'll mildly surprise you by popping up somewhere let me know where you think i should go next keep your eye on this feed and i'll be back hopefully in country 94 very soon bye This was mixed and produced in the UK by we make podcasts.uk. Uh-huh.